the Jealous Much Sunday Brunch podcast starring me, Jamie, and you, Christine. And we are here to uh, attempt to entertain people with our vocal stylings. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to listen. We've already lost everyone. Um, (laughs) Your mom and my mom. Yeah, our moms. Our moms were like, "Uh, you know, your opening wasn't very strong. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We're done. Go back to the drawing board. Okay. Um, It's okay. So inherently, I think the idea, initially we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how we wanted to format this because Mm -hmm. there should be some focus. Mm -hmm. And inherently, we decided that it would just be stuff that is on our mind, stuff that is relevant to middle-aged women with (laughs) no children. I'm speaking speaking for myself. That sounds so sad. (laughs) You're not there yet. Some people would think that sounded sad. I don't. It's not sad. They would be wrong. Yeah, it's not sad. I I, I celebrate these things. Are you Um, kidding? I don't have to put anyone to bed but myself. (laughs) I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) and and that is a matter of perspective. Some people would find that sad. I find Mm -hmm. it liberating and freeing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe I think people get middle-aged as middle-aged sounds scary. Um, I mean, if I was, I mean, I I guess when I was 20, I thought, oh my God, like 35 is like, oh, probably not even at age 20. Cause at that point I had friends that were 35 and I was like, oh, they're still cool and vital, but it's not really old. It's only, I mean, it's all your perspective. Um, and I, I always looked at my friends that were older than me like, oh, like I said, you know, they're they're cool. They're having a good time. I mean, it's not my life's not going to be o- over, you know, the closer I get to 40, which is oh, I'm turning 40 this year. <laughs> I've been in it for six years. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with 40s. 40s are liberating. And, and the thing I will say about the 40s is it is that age of don't give a shit. And I'm not saying you don't care, but. I think it is this liberation of not putting up with bullshit, no obligations. That's kind of my motto lately. And just kind of living the life you're meant to live instead of the one you've been constructed in. Well, and it's also a time when you go out a lot less and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to stay home, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or it's a matter of you're staying home because you want to do something bigger than go out and drink every night. You may want to travel or do something. I think it's it's doing something on a bigger scale. Because like when you're younger, you're kind of more centric to a smaller scope of where you can be or where you can travel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I guess it depends on the person, but I think with us, it's this whole thing of like, there is this want to travel and see a bigger space than we know. Yeah. And there's also the desire to get out of the nine to five grind. And Mm. I'm a, I'm a bit of a gypsy with like get rich quick schemes always (laughs) in the back of my mind. I I guess guess that's true. I guess that's true. You know, I always like, why don't we do this? And you are too, because you kind of, you kind of egg me on, but I mean, the fact that we're sitting here, okay. The fact that we're in a, okay, we're both going to be in our forties soon. Um, but we're in that realm of middle age and we're thinking like, what else is out there? What else can we do? Let's do something creative and fun and be ourselves and not apologize for it. Because we've done the practical, you know, get a good job, get a good job, maybe a government job, great benefits. I love my health insurance for therapy and Mm -hmm. all these other things, but there's something bigger than that. Um, not like I'm saying, I don't like, I don't mind the comfort, but you know I don't mind taking some risks and doing something different or bigger yeah yeah because I I don't I mean I've had actual co-workers tell me like 
what are you doing here? You know, like, why are you, you're so creative. Like you have all these other gifts. Like, what are you doing here? And I, I really don't know. <laughs> they mean on this planet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. Just oh my God. So the other day we were talking about, we've wanted to do this and who knows what will, what'll happen of it. I think it'll evolve in a sense that feels natural. Um, we were trying to think of like some sort of concurrent theme that would happen every time. But I think what we came to the conclusion of is that we would just kind of think what was relevant to us, what might be funny to us, what might be going on that might be relatable to other people. And a certain situation came up that we could not ignore. And that being, um, you know, I don't know, social media is odd in a sense. And you create these constructs of relationships or connections to people. And then you may have, you know, a superfluous account, maybe for your dog. I'm just (laughs) being... I'm just saying, uh, yeah, I'm just saying sometimes you might have a second or third Facebook page or whatever people do. I don't think it's uncommon. And in those spaces for an account for maybe a current second dog, I'm just saying, um, you may um, have a situation where you're connected to a person who you're no longer connected to on your first account. And that occurred to me the other day I was... jumped on my dog Simon LeBone's account and jumped on your dog (laughs) and I hadn't been on it in a minute and a good year plus um and I was just being a goof and I was on his account and I realized that my ex was on there and this is probably you know in life you will have your greatest love and your worst love Uh, (laughs) which you're worth a couple or hopefully they're not the same person but there's the one who's the greatest lesson to hopefully prepare you for somebody who is a person that gets you and that you can live in a commutual free but committed space and I that was not this situation it was it was my greatest lesson and he was still connected to my dog so I'm just like oh crap like that dude's on here let's go see what he's been up to oh, no, and well do who doesn't who doesn't though I wasn't seeking it but it was there and yeah. I'm somebody that loves information so I'm like oh let's see what that dude is up to and I jumped on his page and it appeared that he and this is oh good lord I don't who knows about this person but anyways it's nobody I long for it is just more in my case somebody that just there's a bunch of underlying <laughs> terror and pain in this situation. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it's this dichotomy because it's, I don't long for this person. I don't love this person. I did kind of spend eight and a half off and on years foolishly um, connected to this but person. before you were healthy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it's not anything I long for. It's I don't care for this person other than we do share a history Um but yet there's these spaces where it, it bugs you more that somehow they still have an effect on you. Yeah. Even though you don't want them, you don't want to be in their life. You don't want them in your life. And that part pissed me off <laughs> more than anything. But essentially, I found out that I guess like he got married a year ago and then uh, like a month and then had a baby, all this shit, which I never thought this person would do. Yeah. Um, and then so initially, like I text. Jamie and I'm like fuck like whoops <laughs> I'm like hey like oh my god can you believe so and so he got married and then a month later he had a baby and Jamie's like 
and and she's like how are you doing and I'm like this is the funniest shit I think I've ever seen in a million years like I was laugh I mean I know it sounds psychotic but I genuinely was laughing my ass off because I feel like shit dude like I dodged a bullet even though that is not a scenario I would have ever imagined with this person but also just like not even being stuck in that with him like that somebody else is it it just it made me laugh and it made me laugh that that was actually his true path versus how he was living so good for people that that that's a cuckoo clock Um, (laughs) what time is it (laughs) what time is it it's noon so it's very very long um but essentially um just this whole thing of this person living a totally different life than how they live with you which is probably good because that's probably what he's meant to do Mm -hmm. but anyways and in myself knowing that that would never be the life I would want, let alone with this person. It was funny to me because I feel like I felt celebratory of like taking a couple rad trips recently and just, just I'm living a pretty decent life. But see, I was thinking like, Ooh man, that's got to feel pretty intense. Like I was just kind of, I guess, thinking of how I would feel with that where yeah initially you're like oh I'm so glad that's not me that he's married to well and you had a rad reaction and it didn't occur to me and you're and and you're just like well I'm glad you're like well I'm glad you feel that way but you're like I'm pissed yeah like I'm so angry about this yeah I was mad because this is a person that like I mean yeah you both were in the relationship you both you know you know that it you wasn't a good relationship it oh yeah should it wasn't good and that's that part's on you but but I mean, the things that, that he put you through, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lot of BS and it was really horrible. Um, I mean, I, I had found, I had found, I think like after the first year you got, the first time you guys broke up, I don't know. How, it was like a year and a half in, which yeah, that should have been it. A year and a half in. I found a, something that I wrote and I, I think it was a letter I wrote to someone that I never sent. And it was saying like, yeah, I've just been hanging out with my friend Christine. She, she broke up with this dude and I think it's really uh, she's she wants to get back together but i just i think she should just let him <laughs> go should, man you should have sent me away I you should have t- you, you. should have you know you should well i wouldn't listen then because i'm <laughs> stupid but inherently like you should have like said like here's a ticket to europe yeah <laughs> go see what's over there yeah go send me somewhere Widen where like your spectrum yeah like where you know sometimes you get stuck in your own town and that's not good well yeah. and well and it's probably somebody i really outside of the scope if I had been in a different headspace, I wouldn't have ever dated. Yeah. So it's He okay. wasn't good for you. I mean, he was an alcoholic and just would step out on you a lot and, and put you through this, leave you in these nebulous fear spaces where it was like you didn't know what he was doing and you didn't know that you could trust him. And you what would have been better is I shouldn't have given a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that whole scope of worthiness. And um, yeah, it would not even be on the radar at this well, point and, but the thing is even if you guys had stayed broken up after the year and a half you would have found someone else that would yeah. have kept put you through a similar type of trauma yeah hopefully at least they would have been cute they were, yeah <laughs> hopefully no they, i mean I, you have to be thankful for these spaces because it does create the lesson of what you don't want and i think mm-hmm. in i think the um the thing about dating I, i'm guessing here <laughs> is that it's less about what you want and more about what you don't want. I mean, clearly it needs to be about what you want. There needs to be, you know, attraction and commonality and all these other things that make your brain tick. But I think for me, the experience more has been like what you do not want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we all have let people in that we shouldn't have. No, Jamie, <laughs> we've shared mine. No, uh, why don't we share a little bit of 
Yes. Um, well, so so the gist of that is is uh, doing a little bit of social network social media stalking and finding well, out it w- stuff it, it was that- a happenstance stalking oh yeah. yeah yeah but the thing was is is you were right like I was laughing I laughed for like a good half a day mm-hmm. um, because it was funny to me and I and <laughs> I and, and I do have a better life and I have a freer scope of experience and, and you don't want that life. and there's hope in my life where I feel like this person is doing what they've always done with no growth and then add a baby in this other situation um, yeah. it is what it is, but <clears throat> I think the, um, <laughs> well, cause how does a person, how, here's my question. How does a person, so you've gone to like therapy, you've done all this work to try and get out of that headspace and build yourself a better life and become a healthier person. How does a person who maybe hasn't done any of that get a better life and raise a kid and raise a kid? I mean, and maybe this person has gone to some therapy, maybe. Mm-mm. but i doubt it's it. just that that's and that's what social media does is it shows you these lives of these people that you were connected to at one point but, and, and i think the thing also as we talk about being in our 40s you know better yeah. like if i was 20 i would imagine it's some life that i wished i had i know better yeah. i know better now i know who that person is yeah. i know what they're doing and I mean, granted, like it, it was funny to me for half a day and I was like, ah, I'm great. And I, it's cool. Jamie's mad about it. And then like the next weekend I went and I like delved into the, like the eighth level of Dante's hell because it just was this thing yeah. where, like I said, even though you do not want this person in your life and this is somebody that shouldn't have been in my life. And it and was, you don't want the life they've created no, someone else either. No. And it was just more, I was stuck in an ego space where I couldn't get around my own ego because of all the other things that happened in that situation. Mm-hmm. But yet like the next day I just like went into this dark space yeah. and then it just pisses you off yeah. because you're like, I don't even like want this person in my life. And they still have like some sort of effect on me where it just, it, 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 it I don't know what it does for other people, but it enrages me. Yeah. I don't know. It was well, just, it's ooh. because, I mean, you've worked so hard and, and your ideal life would include a partner. Mm. Um, and here's this person that, faking it but that has a partner well and i feel bad that this person like i don't know maybe they're an okay person in in a different setting because i do think there is you know like any sort of chemistry experiment there's things that are caustic and there's things that neutralize each other and are fine so i hope it's better in this situation but then i think like jesus christ like you're raising a kid you're raising yeah. a daughter yeah like ugh, yeah. god the pressure's on man <laughs> the heat is on okay so oh wait uh, jamie's really good oh. at this but we seem to be skipping some of your spaces and oh, x's <laughs> okay where to begin um so man okay well i started going to therapy like pretty much a decade ago Mm. 10 years man 10 years Mm. um but anyway i mean i've done okay if we're talking about social media stalking if you will (laughs) um of exes yes i have engaged in such a thing um jamie yeah oh it's 
it's dark. Is it true? <laughs> no. Is it true? Are you an online researcher? I mean, a little bit. A little bit, you know. Um, and actually, right now, there's not really... There's maybe only one... Oh, hi, Simon. Uh, there's maybe only one X. Simon just said two. <laughs> just kidding. Damn it! No, I think it's just one for you. I re- there's point. really only one that kind of... Uh, gets under your skin gets under my skin and then it's kind of stupid because it's like now i'm the last time well when i dated this person it was like four it was like four years ago no it's gonna be five years ago this year five years have passed thank god God, (laughs) that was a dark time that was a dark time time. um (laughs) but okay so five years have passed in that time i've done a lot of really cool things um done a ton of creative things pushed myself i found a good relationship a year ago been in that solid for a year and don't you think in a way and and there is a romanticism you can't help but some of the best creative projects are made out of love pain and well yeah and that's why i uh, that's why i have some appreciation for that experience even though it was like pretty traumatic and and it's the thing that finally made you do your music and and the thing is is (laughs) it took you a minute but you which I mean I think creative people you that is an ideal that I've always wanted to is just you want somebody to create with and my creation is not like making another human body mine is making a body of work and and (laughs) you know what I mean it's alive alive. um but but it is it's like that whole idea if you're a creative person like there's something that is so amazing and fulfilling and I've always had this like this and especially like like music or whatever just this idea of having somebody that you create an artistic expression through either music or whatever people's medium is well the thing that's weird about that is yeah i always thought okay well i'm a musical person i want to do that i want to have a musical project um who do i got a date that's already got all the you know that can help me see this through like i i would try to date these musicians and be like oh man cool we're gonna work together and create a project and we would dabble you know like I, i've dated a couple people where that was the situation and we would dabble but they would never you dabbled you dab- <laughs> dabble <laughs> Uh. um and we would you know start a little creative project but it would fizzle out and then the relationship would fizzle out do you think though in hindsight and and uh, that was like something talking about that relationship that kind of stings still from five years ago Mm -hmm. the thing it did create is you tried that with him and it ended up that you were a better a better lyricist and more talented than he, which I kept that quiet for a little bit uh, because I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to like, yeah. you know, you like you were still protective of him. Yeah. But I know Kyle and I had conversations. Where, <laughs> this is so, I don't know if you probably know this, but Kyle, Kyle loves our friend Kyle. He loves nicknames. He had a lot of like F buddies. And so all these guys in his phone from like Grinder and Growler, they never had like personified names because it's just like a oh, sexual no. <laughs> relationship. So one guy's bombs, one guy's books, just like something. But, you know, that would delineate them as some sort of person in his phone, but not personifying them because it was just a sexual thing not like an actual connected intimacy but so Kyle was great with this he's our beloved Gemini bear um and so at the time I think I've told you this but he called um 
this person. He called him Pampers because Pampers. he was such a baby. Well, that wasn't the first Pampers I dated. <laughs> Jesus. But he was Plus just one kind of, a long line. Of... <laughs> well, it's sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. But but it was just this thing of he was just like a little bit of like a sensitive crybaby, yet had this other side of being kind of like having this space of like being like like thinking he's fantastic and I mean it's good to have confidence but it's just in this weird way that was kind of hard to well, what deal with pissed me off was that like I would I would help this person write their songs you know and then they wouldn't even credit me for the help that I gave them you know like they'd sit there and let their friends be like oh this song's so awesome you know, and then well, and that's the thing. Like, like, well, I wrote half the lyrics. No, and you always had the talent to do it. And so the thing is, is I, I think <clears throat> when you have nothing to lose and when your heart is broken, that's the space where you're fearless, and that is such a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I will absolutely, I, I can't say I give him credit for, but I will absolutely give that relationship such power because it put you in a space of such vulnerability mm-hmm. that you didn't give a shit anymore and you finally did your music it's rad it was always in there you just didn't realize that you had the power to do it yourself and yeah. so that was the thing that was so well, awesome the best thing that came out of this was we broke up and I went out and I bought a, a machine and I and I went ahead and started learning how to use the machine and then I started composing my own songs and it went from there and and you know I I was committed to it and I I mean, a lot has happened since then. Um, I haven't put my album out, album out yet, but but I you mean, have a full one. I in do. The can. It's like in the yeah. can. It's just so stupid. I don't well, and I, don't there. you think there's a little bit? It's like closing a chapter too, which is necessary. Yeah. But also, I mean, the material relates to him, yeah. and, and maybe some other That's fragments. True. You so, know, which so is it, why it's harder to like play shows now because I'm like, oh, sing these songs. Well, and they're rad songs, but it's like revisiting a relationship kind of when you exercise those songs. Yeah. And I think there will be a time where you'll, you'll seal up that chapter. Yeah. And it's not like you're hanging on to something. It's just a matter of like, you're in a really good place. And do you want to go like exercise those demons, yeah. you know, again? I think you've just needed some space from it. I mean, probably the most epic thing I did was um, that I got the opportunity to, um, through the Holland Project, to, shoot a video for my song passion and the the best part which was crazy like afterwards i kind of regretted it i was like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that but um <laughs> one part in the video i'm like look babs you're making this video for me can we burn this photograph of my ex dressed good. in drag yeah good. And she's like yeah so we set it on fire and it's burning and it's like i mean it's it's obscured so it, and he's dressed as a woman so if you don't know him you'd be like who the hell is that you know but uh, i think he should have had his name flashing at the bottom with his phone number (laughs) you and i are like different this way yeah i well there's part of me that after i did that i kind of panicked like oh god i kind of wish i hadn't done that because it's really vulnerable but like Um, at this stage of it aren't you kind of proud you did it Kind of, but I'm, I still have that feeling of like, what if he saw it? He probably, his friends probably talk shit about it, whatever, you know, but well, it doesn't really, really matter. What they say. Well, okay. The one let's, so we're going back to the topic of like online stalking of your ex. And I don't even like to use the word stalking. I say research. Oh, good. Research. Researching. It's good. It's Researching. Good. Remember that? It's a whole legal thing. Research. Oh, okay. Research. So uh, one thing I did that was stupid, um, after... Um, this is my confession oh god gross gross <laughs> yeah. no that's a wonderful song i love oh, okay. usher 
Um, so at one point, I he was dating this really young girl after me, and I was like, "Ew, gross." I don't know, whatever. Um, it just seemed chaotic because that's what he thrived on was chaotic relationships. But he was dating this one young girl, and I and I I would like look at her photos and be like, "Oh man, look at that chick." Um, <laughs> and uh, one time I like, well, I wrote to her after they'd broken up, I think, and I wrote to her. And, and looking back, I kind of wish I hadn't. That just is something I'm like, ooh, that's kind of yeah, weird. I think it's just the hindsight and then growth. You yeah. kind of look back at things. And I, it didn't say anything. Like, I just said, like, well, I hope, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just leave it behind, blah, 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 you know. And I, who the hell knows what she So thought. was she still dating him when you wrote him? Or her, I mean. No, they had broken up. Okay. And I think I knew that they had broken up, so that's why I wrote to her. So were you, it's funny because it's like we all have different mechanisms that we operate in. What, in hindsight, do you think, were you trying to soothe her or or was it just this whole idea of just. I don't know because that's a really weird boundary. Because sometimes you, it's it, just, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't feel comfortable about it. Yeah. Not then and not now. Yeah. Especially not now. Now I'm more like, Ugh. well, it's it, it's growth and hindsight. There's I'm sure a lot of things people look back and they're like, eh, if I would yeah. replay that, I wouldn't do that. But the weirdest thing is that now, OK, five years have passed and I'll still like it's not even him that I look at, but I'll look at pictures of her and, and I'll look at her like. Accounts. Well, do you think it's it was a matter of just well, I think women relate to women and you probably knew what she went through, but um. I don't know. I just have this weird thing and this it's totally vulnerable to confess it. But I mean, sometimes I'll just like uh, it's more. And that I'm was the first relationship he had after you. Yeah. And it's not like it lasted a long time, but they did like live together. And I think they were together for like a year off and on. And it wasn't a healthy relationship from what I know. But but I mean, I just I don't know, like I'm almost more fixated on her for some reason. It's really bizarre. Hmm. I don't know. So every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I haven't looked at her account in a while. That's <laughs> funny. Interesting. You know? And then I look and I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh, interesting. It doesn't even make sense. It's a fascination, you think? Just a I random. Yes. Maybe it's just two people that went through the. the Do you relate to her, you think? Yes and absolutely not in some way. You know, only only in the fact that we dated the same person. But, I mean, in other ways, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, you're different worlds. Yeah. And huh. she's, I mean, she could, honestly, she could be my child. <laughs> do you feel, do you feel protective of her or there's none of that? No, you just, it's just it's a curiosity. Just, you know what? It's voyeurism at this mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a well, habit. All, uh, isn't social media all voyeurism yeah. anyways in a way? Either a you create it or you, you, um, you consume it. Yeah. It's dumb because it's like now I'm in a good relationship, you know, and I don't know. But I mean, I, I've like looked at his Tumblr and stuff before. And, like, and I bet it's just insipid. <laughs> I can't <laughs> is, even say. Is he still like training horses when he never grew up with horses? I won't. I can't say. I, I can't say. Anything. Well, everybody's got their journey, don't I they? Wish, I wish my exes no ill will. I mean, well, most of them I are mean... my friends. Most of them are Oh, see, that's, that's where you and I differ. And it's I remember at one point, because I, I only have two exes. Mm -hmm. I really... As far as people like I've dated on any level long term, I'm I'm still a little bit of a uncomfortable wild pony in those spaces. Mm -hmm. But it is this thing where I remember after I broke up with my long term um, relationship that Kyle, it was maybe a year out or something. Um, 
that Kyle had made a comment and he had a profound relationship to where, you know, this person where, you know, I just think there's some, I don't know if it's karmic or something, but there's just this hanging thing where things don't ever get resolved. Um, but they, you know, you, you go on and you love other people that are, are better for you. But, um, we were talking, we were out having drinks. We go out every Friday and, and he talked about this whole concept that he does not believe in being friends with exes. And I just was like, Oh my God, that's so terrible. And I think inherently in that, inherently again, um, in that space, what, what I felt was I wasn't quite ready to be, you know, free of my relationship or I was still in a painful space of trying to analyze what happened. Um, and so I couldn't imagine my life without that person in some capacity, which is at this stage is so different because now I'm of his, I couldn't imagine my life without this gangrenous appendage. (laughs) I know without my arm like falling off and and it it is, is giving me cancer. Um, but it's just that space where you had somebody in your life for eight or eight and a half years. And so even if it's good or bad, they are part of what your scope of thought and being is. Isn't it also just fear of being? totally alone without them you know like yeah well I was I was more alone with them that's true you know there's the profound part but it was this thing where I just felt like oh god but but what it was is I needed I, I couldn't imagine letting go of whatever this you know this this mess was but I'm of Kyle's camp now and it's this thing like he said if, if you were like friends with somebody and it didn't work out and it was a small bit of dating maybe like a handful of weeks or something or even a couple weeks and you're just like yeah this just doesn't fit but we're friends I get that and I don't even know if I work in that scope either but this idea where you've dated somebody for a while and it doesn't work out like Kyle's just like cut him out like you know (laughs) and I and I believe in that now I really do because to me it's just more awkward and painful to just Ugh, have this person hanging around and I like I I definitely can agree with that I mean if there are people that were I don't know where if it just makes you feel I don't know I see that's see you're you're nicer than me though well, you are nice and there's no and that's there's no fault in that you're nice I will say I mean there's a whole other story in here only because you have more exes than I do yeah. there's a whole other story huh. that like do we touch on it or not do we talk oh, about which one the, the your live-in breakup live-in oh that yeah <laughs> Because, like, with the spaces we thought about, I still think, and I don't know if we speak of it here, but, like, this whole, what we were, what my, my ultimate plan was, but it cost too much money, so we just didn't do it. But we laughed about it endlessly. (laughs) So, I'm a big fan, and it may be more of, like, um, something that's mental for me. I'm not a vengeful person, you know, I'm not, I'm not walking around being vengeful. Oftentimes, I'm just like, screw them. But there's this thing when it comes to my friends where I feel very protective of them. And then it was it was funny, but we never did it. But um, wait, let's give the backstory. A OK, bit. OK. So this, this person, mind you, he's like a brother to me now. Ugh. And I can tell and I, we love each other. Well, I can tolerate him now. Like he and I, <laughs> I would see him around town and way. I would just give him where my two hands go uh, to one side of each of my eyes. And then I turn those fingers towards uh, him and shoot lasers uh, where we were not cool. Because no, I, I, I will hold a grudge for my friends forever. And there's some other people that feel that mm, way about him because of that. Mm, but but now, I mean, he, he truly is like my brother and I love him. And we even were co-workers for 
for a while and it's i mean it's it's cool like i love this person genuinely and there's no there's no real ill will there it's just pretty uh, mind you i kind of keep out of his relationships because i'm like yeah i don't care about that shit anymore um but but yeah so we had known each other growing up as like kids that went to shows punk shows rock shows whatever um we went to different high schools he moved we found each other through freaking MySpace social media. Oh my God, MySpace! Back in the dark ages. No, the it golden years of MySpace. <laughs> the golden years of MySpace. Um, and he, we found each other. We started talking through MySpace, and then on the phone and stuff. God. And then I went to visit. This is him. like a little dated when we're talking yeah. about it connected on MySpace. Phone. And we talked on a phone. Who does that anymore? Oh, I love the phone. Phone. Um. So. Okay, yeah, we, we talked on the phone, and then I... Did he... Would, um, I'm trying... Oh, God, I can't remember on MySpace. Did you go by your name, or did we have code names? Uh, Drive Turkey Bitch Slap. <laughs> that was she or him? Oh, that was me. Okay, what was him? What was I don't he? know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Probably Gemini Freak 6969. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> But uh, power bottom cello, bitch. Oh, ooh, too much, too much. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Please, people that know me know who this is. Um, but everybody knows that about him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak. I love you. I love you, but he's a freak. Um, so anyway, I went to visit him in Bakersfield, where we where we grew up, and then I came back home. And we pretty much had like kind of cemented that we wanted to be together, but uh, I came back to Reno and he was like, I want to move to Reno. And I thought, holy hell, like, okay. I felt two ways about it. So on the one hand, I was excited, like, oh my God, I'm going to have a relationship. This is exciting. Um, and then on the other hand, it was like, holy shit, I don't want to. Like, Well, I and beyond that, like somebody's <laughs> moving to your town and this isn't somebody yeah. who has like. I, I mean, was it it was was it known that he was going to move in with you? Well, yeah, because you see, that's like yeah, I mean, he was going to move in with me. So well, and it's also just a different age. I think like at this stage of life, I'd be like yay or nay, and like you know, you just I don't know. Well, yeah, I, that's I just, a lot. I think that it's it puts a lot of pressure on someone. I mean, I I do believe that people can move to other places to make their relationships work, to be together. And I think people should do oh, that I agree. if it's the right situation. But I also think... But you also have to have like some other fragments outside of that that are a focal point. So it's not just a yeah. burden on that person. Yeah. You, well, you should be healthy people is the bottom line. Be healthy people. Don't just be moving there because I don't know. Who knows? We were young. We were like 27. So, I mean, what do you know? Um, so he moved here... And it, it was it was crazy because it's like I'm the only person he knows. Well, aside from maybe a music one music connection, I was the only person he knew in Reno. And so his whole life, like, had to jump off from that starting point. And it was pretty stressful. I really, as much as I wanted to be with him, I didn't really want all that right away. I didn't want him to move in right away i didn't i wanted him to like come visit first and let's like take yeah i mean it, it's not it's not so far away that you couldn't have kind of like taken yeah. six months or however long to just kind of commute and yeah. communicate and but I he was ready option. to jump yeah he was like i want to get and i don't blame him i mean i want to get the hell out of bakersfield um so but we we made it 
kind of work for like two and a half years but but you know then he as he started to get more into the reno scene i mean he knew more people he had a life outside of us which he should but you know he wasn't always really honest about it um and he he ended up kind of hooking up with a bandmate of his and then they started doing some real sketchy <laughs> weird shit dishonest shit <laughs> and kind of just like yanking my chain and uh well and i it's that thing of just people need to own it and they need to get the fuck out um and not drag somebody through all of that and Mm -hmm. and not come home at three in the morning and all these other things and then just lie about it that's bullshit i think you know if i mean people can't help it people we will always find people we're attracted to if you act on it or not is a whole other thing and then also if you find somebody that you are more into than another get the hell out yeah so he went that was when he went through his like weird hippie phase which like that's the tickle party phase (laughs) oh god but what let's let's bring it up a little bit so my thought was is like okay like this bitch like she rode a bicycle around town and she was really like hippie and all this other stuff and it just made me kind of mad and it made me i'm i'm better at like vengeance from my friends and we never did it but i fantasized about it a lot and and i think what brought it down is dildos are very expensive but what i wanted to do is i just thought it'd be hilarious like she worked at a coffee shop and just go out there and just like glue a dildo on her bike seat (laughs) like she comes out at night you know she's closed shop it's dark it's summer you go to get on your bike and and how you know like glue yeah. it on there really well big so old, she either has to <laughs> wagon dildo so either she has to stand up while she is riding her bike <laughs> or or, or like or just like somehow make it home you know <laughs> um so i don't know we and never did it, it off and use yeah it yeah that's right that's yeah no joke there um but it's just you know you have these spaces of like stuff that kind of breaks the sadness for your oh, friend hopefully but yeah i mean really the only thing stopping that situation was the dildos are expensive they, are. they really are you know um, and, I, and I, who wants to waste it on something like that no no it's not worth it it wasn't worth it you know and and ugh, ugh. i mean god so many gross experiences i went through i just look back i'm like oh god but there's 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 a brighter side of these things because and it brings you to an experience that you don't want to uh suffer again cuckoo yeah (laughs) yeah i mean everybody has these awkward ass horrible stories from you know i mean people you dated regrets you have blah 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 but i mean i don't know it's just worse because it's somebody that you you get vulnerable with and you let be close to you and then you kind of realize like well I mean I guess maybe in your situations you may have had some good times I had good times because I am the good time (laughs) (laughs) and I realized that you know I mean I don't I and it is what it is but I brought more fun I just think like any fun I had because you know people look back and be like well we did have good times yeah we did but it was me it was my friends it was my energy um, so I'm just looking for an energy where somebody can give me some fun, yeah. you know, and a different experience. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, uh, it just, it just comes down to meeting the right person 
who is healthy enough. I'm not going to say fully I don't healthy, want them too healthy. healthy. <laughs> well, so healthy, like they don't want to, you know, they'd be like, no, that's not a good idea. I'd be like, oh, God, no. Nah. <laughs> well, that's, healthy doesn't mean boring. Yeah. We'll I think see, sometimes I, you think healthy means well, boring. Well, I, I, I'm, I, are you boring? Yes. I'm <laughs> boring. No, I just, ugh, there's just something in me that just like the the death of me, like the chokehold is just this idea of just, uh, I don't know. I think for, uh. when I say healthy, I mean someone that like is capable of having a, uh, like a sane life, uh, you know, someone that makes, is an adult who has a job and, and is responsible, but not at all boring. I mean, I wouldn't date someone that was boring, you know, and, and neither will you, but, do you want someone that's healthy? Hell yeah, you do. Like, I, you don't want someone that's like, <laughs> that's like, you know, chatting up other girls or like putting you through all this bullshit. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't want to be put through bullshit Mm-mm. for sure. But I just, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be tortured yeah. in any way. But yeah, I, I, I like a little unpredictability, but within a scope, within a yeah. scope. I get that now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, what what other online research have you done? Uh, uh, you know, for me, like, I, I remember MySpace days and I remember, like, I, it, it was kind of funny. I re- well, it was the, the boyfriend that was my greatest lesson. And I remember, like, it was, I think when things had finally broken off um, and I was still sad and we went down to San Francisco, you, me and Robin, mm-hmm. and we went goth dancing. And oh, I remember yeah. I saw Jeff, it was this, this person. Well, we were friends. Um, but at the time we were at this like goth club and he was yeah. a DJ and he was like Latino and he yeah. was just really adorable to me. And Guatemalan, then, right? Oh yeah. He's Guatemalan. I um, about that. Yeah. But, um, and you know, it's just like, Oh, playing all that music from your high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so Jamie and I got home on my little Bondi iMac and we're sitting there and she found him. Remember you found him and I wrote him and the title of the email, um, was a chameleon song that he played that night, you know? And then we ended up like hitting it off and like kind of chatting and whatever that I do these weird spaces Mm of, of what I look for. I don't know. It's just, I think sometimes when you live in your hometown and you've been there your whole life and, and granted, if your hometown is San Francisco, Mm -hmm. that may be something different or a bigger city, but where we currently live, uh, you know what (laughs) I mean? I just, I don't know. I am not saying like I'm worldly or whatever, but I just want something bigger. Well, and it's really, really challenging to find someone on your level someone to date you yeah it's that's like really challenging. quirky and odd and messed up and Ugh. just and adult enough well, to like oh god you know well, not so you don't have to bail them out of jail or pick them up drunk anywhere well if they if they're in a cute outfit oh girl come on <laughs> just kidding well i mean within a range but the thing is is there's like certain style people mm-hmm. have or like certain musicality they have that's a big deal. Like I, I, I was talking to Jamie on the ride here after we had breakfast and I find at my age, 46, you get a lot of these guys that are into music, my age that don't seem to listen to anything that's new or not progress since 1992. And maybe they'll have like some rockabilly look or something. I like like Brit pop dad. 
that's a good look for me just yeah. like something that is like classic or like somebody dad is Brit-pop always a good dad look. is uh pop dad is my vibe you know the or like nautical dad dad. like just a classic nice crisp look can i just say like Mm. the best one of the best probably the best concert i ever went to was the verve um in 1997 i think in uh in la and part of the reason why it was so amazing crowd right oh the crowd oh my god (laughs) they were all these dudes with this beautiful brit pop hair and like Mm. mm. Oh, I mean, and this was 97, mind you, uh-huh. okay? This was when it was unusual to see that kind of a haircut because everybody had, like, gross, gelled, spiked-up hair. Oh, and that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I know people say, like, you can groom them, and, and uh, but I just, like, want people to be themselves, and mm-hmm. I want there to be a natural expression that that is who they are. Like, yeah. put on a thick pair of, like, clunky glasses. Mm-hmm. It's my vibe, no, you know? And it's, it's just, vibe. like, it's not really hear so much no it's not (laughs) it's not and then you just think i mean and i'm not saying i'm like cats meow i'm christine i'm my own thing but like do it's like you know if you're fishing for like i don't know what people fish for a bass do you keep going to a lake where there's only goldfish (laughs) and so i'm just you know what i mean it's like it's if something's not there you have to expand your horizons maybe yeah yeah (laughs) You do. You do. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody has the answers. I mean, I've dated a lot more than you have, but it's just as hard. It's just as hard whether you date a bunch or you don't. It's just as hard to find a good person. I mean, just because I had all these relationships doesn't mean that they were satisfying, you know, or that, I mean, some of them were for a while, but a lot of them weren't at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, I, ugh. And okay, should I tell, should I talk about uh, the person that does research on me? <laughs> do I know about this? Yeah, I think you I do. do. There's a person I dated uh, <laughs> who shall remain nameless. Oh. Yeah, a yeah. Lo- it was a oh, while God. ago. When was that? That was like 2002, oh. three. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I dated this person. They actually lived in Sacramento. I met them when I went at goth dancing at, uh, what was that club's name? Sacrilege. Sacrilege. (laughs) Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Sacrilege. Yeah, yeah. So I used to go out. I'd go to Sacramento and go dancing at Sanctuary (laughs) with all the Sacramento goths. Yes. And I just like it was fun for me because I'd go there and I'd cause a splash like who's that you who's know that like, from out of town? <laughs> that's another thing that's rad about mm-hmm. maybe going different places yeah. to find people to date. Well, yeah, is you're like unique. Like it's fun in Reno. Shake it up. I'm old hat. Like I don't know if I'm old hat, but you know, you know everybody in this town. Well, because or like you go somewhere else, especially a different country. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Well, and yeah, because how excited do Reno people get when they see someone they don't know? It was always like, oh, who's that? You I know, mean, like a whole bunch of facial surgery so it looked yeah. like somebody new but then it's a still same pool for me oh there you go <laughs> damn that's true they haven't had facial surgery to, no i'm not gonna change i'm not gonna do it but my face but so this person uh we ended up dating for a little while um then we broke up because they were just kind of it wasn't the i mean they were a really beautiful looking person but mm. but we just didn't it's a bit of a pain in the ass i think <laughs> Yeah, we didn't well, get along. But he was at least he was good looking. He was good he was looking. Handsome. But yeah. But 
he was kind of a know-it-all. Yeah. Remember we went to Interpol and he was just all, mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah. just like know-it-all. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just and was know it all who was younger than us. And yeah. in, in, while he was a know-it-all, he had lived less life, but yet he knew it all. Yeah, just this really opinionated person who'd like jam his opinions down your throat. And it just was like, and just very but negative. Was, but he was good looking. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Emphasis on that. But you can only tolerate that for so long. Yeah. So... Especially if they open their mouth. Like if they're good looking and they shut up. It's okay. You can tolerate it for longer. But he didn't shut his mouth. No. <laughs> true so we ended up breaking up and then but now it's like every couple of years he'll like write to me and we can't even be facebook friends because every time he's tried to friend me he'll like write some negative ass snarky bitchy comment and then my friends will be like what the hell get out of here who the hell are you you bitch you know which is fine like they, they i don't know this guy just knows how to annoy people um he just pushes and people's I mean, buttons that's fine if you're like um if you're andy kaufman yeah but yeah, yeah. i don't think he's even trying to be no. funny with it that's just no. like his personality which yeah. like if it was if it was an art project yeah or it was like some sort of personality he was trying to like mm-hmm. manipulate people with that's yeah. funny i mean he's but even, it's him <laughs> he'll he'll write to me on like facebook and just be like hey are you going to the i don't know are you going to the front two four two concert? <laughs> Are you going to Cabaret Voltaire yeah, and front two four two? And sometimes I feel like okay, I should write to him, but Join th- the sometimes chat. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, so he's even okay. He's even written to me on You're telling me. Reads. Oh wait a minute. See, this is stuff. I when you turn to me like that. Yeah. I know it's stuff you haven't told me. Oh. Yeah. Well, so I listen. He's written to me on Goodreads. What like, is he judging? What you're reading? <laughs> Does he have an opinion Good on what reads. you're reading? Like who, 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 who does that? He does. He does. So he he's does. found me on Goodreads. Nobody <laughs> and he's, writes me on And he's Goodreads. reading you on Goodreads. Well, and I... Is he reading the same books? Oh, God. I, see, I hate Goodreads because... They because send you a lot of mail, but I don't... It, it, it seems like a good idea, Well, but it doesn't really do what it should, I When think. your job... <laughs> when your job is... is working with other people's book lists for a living filling out your own book list is tedious as shit so it's tedious to me i'm like oh this work i do this monday through friday you know like so it, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel relaxing it's and, not and it's like oh, oh, i do book lists all, i work with people's book lists all the time i don't want to do it so it's boring to me um but so i don't even update that site so but i'll get emails that say like oh such and such wrote to you on goodreads and like what the hell what is he writing you on goodreads just just, like personal stuff it's nice it's actually nice i mean he'll write me nice stuff and just be like oh hey are you going to this concert until you respond and then he'll be snarky you think he's grown up maybe he's changed i don't know i think he's a nice he's I don't know. I don't really know. I'm like, how you were trying to... It's hard. This is the thing about Jamie. She's like very sweet. So you're still trying to like find some gold in there. But then you caught yourself and you just still couldn't come up with it. But he's he's good looking. (laughs) I like how you said it like 10 times. He's foreign and good looking, which would make him possibly interesting, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's just... He had a bitterness. And sometimes that's sexy if people are creating something. But all he was creating was misery. Yeah. <laughs> he was creating disdain. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, well, the weirdest thing was you were, I don't even know if you were there. It was, I think it was me and Kyle maybe 
we went out dancing we went to sacramento i mean this was more recently um uh one of the times when jeff was djing i think um we went there and i remember i think i mentioned we were going on facebook or something and this person had knew like had checked to see if i was going and he went and he He showed up there he showed up there and it was the weirdest thing ever but he didn't he didn't correspond with you beforehand to say that he was going to be no, there. He just was he just surprised you. And I like hugged him and I was like, hey, what's up? And it was weird to like see him again. He's still a handsome dude. But then he opened his mouth. <laughs> no, he was fine. He was fine. He was fine that night. It just took me by surprise. And then the last time I saw him was when we went outside your front door. No, <laughs> we went to and he's going to find this podcast and be like, Ooh, no. Oh, does he does he follow jealous much? girl he's, he he does research on me either he's he's one He'll of the me. he's one of the, the three people he that already listen knows to. well he good our knows. viewership is up one <laughs> <laughs> but you think after this episode he'll, he'll be more fascinated Look, because he will want to know if you'll talk about him again oh lord i mean him no should we say will. should we say his name so he knows it's no him? lord no <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm cool with him. I'm cool. We're cool. I know you are. We're cool. I know you are. But I'm just talking about it because it. And fits you've said with nothing. The you've said I'm the one that that's honest and and can say mm. I'm like the other side that mm. can sit and say that he should shut up. See, because he can be. He enjoys being snarky and pissing people off. I he do won't not piss me off. I don't enjoy. Yeah. But he knows how to push people. Oh buttons. sure, and I do too. Yeah. Well, but he's pushed your buttons. That's fine. Yeah. And I'm pushing his buttons by talking now. And the, all it does. Especially now that I know. But all it does is it makes me uncomfortable. I know. And me, that the confrontation doesn't bug me so much. I know. It's why you and I are good. Like, you're nice. <laughs> I'm secretly sort of nice to select people. Um, You hate confrontation. Yeah. Me, I don't seek it, but I don't back down from yeah. it. Yeah. So it's good. We make a good, we make a good combination that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last time I saw him was when we went to Dark Sparkle. Remember? We went to Dark Sparkle that one oh, Thanksgiving. It, oh, the like, when we drove down a couple years ago. Yeah, it was like maybe two years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we were there. And remember how different it felt? Like, we used to go to Dark Sparkle oh, all the time. That's yeah. when Jeff, your friend Jeff, would DJ. And we loved it. But the it ship just, has sailed. Yeah, it just seemed a bit contrived. And it seemed like... Um, been there done that yeah. yeah but i looked over at one point and i'm like oh my god that's right but did you you guys didn't engage we didn't interact well at all. and that night was weird i remember you were in a really dark space i was in a dark space and then we went to sparky's and ate and you were just like i hate this town uh-huh. remember you were like yeah, anti san francisco san francisco sucks this is the grossest worst town in the world <laughs> 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 and so i just sat there we took like pictures moody pictures which i have those moody pictures pictures moody oh booty moody <laughs> with an Ah, which I was like, I sh- when did we ever take booty pictures? Never, never. Which I have those pictures. I should post it as the picture for oh, this podcast wow. I because that. you were dark. You were yeah. Pissed. Well, and I'm and still I remember, over San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I remember like I went. Met, it was like that terrible drive that like took like oh, two times yeah. longer than it should have. And oh, we and got Jamal there. The oh, good lord! <laughs> um, and then I oh. dropped you off in the city. I drove and met Jonah for dinner. <sighs> then I came back. We went to Dark Sparkle, and you, like, you walked around alone in the tenderloin and stuff. You remember that? And oh, then I came and picked you up. Yeah. And then we went out, but you were like, oh man, you were like meaner than cat shit, yeah. which is rare for you. Yeah, so I, I wasn't just let you be in time. that space. Yeah, I was like, f this freaking place yeah but even beyond whatever mood you were in i remember we both were at the club and just kind of like yeah no 
Yeah, because I mean, I, I just sometimes with that kind of music too. I mean, you had to hang up your shiny black vinyl yeah, pants. Yeah, it was kind of sad. I, it was like, your oh. mesh um, sleeveless Aww. gloves are, are like your your you, where you take like fishnet pantyhose and like cut mm-hmm. out the hand and mm-hmm. you string it over your arms yeah you hung all those that goth gear up yeah my steel toe your franken uh, your frankenstein high boots <laughs> your, <laughs> your frankenstein boots that yeah. are like you know eight feet high yeah yeah yeah, yeah and my corset <laughs> and my we should have just done a podcast on like silly goth fashion oh we will yeah 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 god i mean i still feel like a goth but i just can't really inside you don't yeah. have to be gothic outside no. i mean i think we both sport some yeah some darker styles at times but i don't you know i don't need to wear black lipstick no no and especially as i get older <laughs> i can't pull that stuff off no no and like the other day i was um so my boyfriend is a huge bowie fan and and i I played him. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, it's interesting. And I played him uh, the Bauhaus cover of Ziggy Stardust, and he's like, I, "I've never what? heard this. No way." I was like, "What? Are you serious?" No so way. then I was so like, "So you guys well, collided in music?" Yeah, I was like, "Well, you gotta listen to the Bauhaus, and if you listen to Bauhaus, you gotta listen to Tones on Tail, and then yes. you gotta listen to Love and Rockets." You definitely. I was. I, I one of my radio shows I was doing it was about Shadow's side, mm. and so it has performance, which mm. is one of my favorite Tones on Tail songs. But I was like listening to that. And I was listening to Bauhaus and Love and Rockets. I was kind of like, there's a little in yeah. there because of like fucking um, gothic grandma. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's another, that's yeah. another episode. Um, <laughs> any, anywho. Wait, party grandma. Party grandma. <laughs> Go party gothic grandma. Oh, God. Um, and, um, and I was just like listening. And Bauhaus, yeah. Um, Tarot Couple Kill Colonel. That song makes me laugh my ass off every time. I love that song. But I think of the three of those, I love Tones on Tail the most. Yeah. I just do. I don't know why. Yeah, I I think I, I don't know. I love Love and Rockets just because of my age It's your era. Yeah, it's your era. what I was like. I like Seventh Dream of Teenage Heaven, but you probably like the... So in love. Yeah, that that's was, your era where you you're oh, slithering so around. <laughs> you're slithering around in your like eight inch <laughs> boots <laughs> and your smashing pumpkins <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm like seventh dream of teenage heaven. Like express, there's a little bit in there. Crazy made me feel so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, what was after express? The white album. Oh, um, it's like white with like peach color on it i can't think but they're like to me that's where it's like fading out and then you pick up with the so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's your era but yeah i totally think tones on taylor's are still pretty rad and good yeah and i mean granted bauhaus are like you know that's just like cutting your teeth on the goth but yeah um i think as far as like listenability at this age for me i just ugh, you know there's some people who like they're they're finally interested now that we're talking about this and like in this podcast episode they're like oh my god I, they're I like they've get... been see this is where we're gonna cut it and we're just yeah. gonna use this part where we're talking yeah. about goth music yeah. they're like and i wasn't even into it until I know, like that's minute what I 58 like like because i just think that like now that we've like laid down these spaces there's like some spaces in there where i think it was like oh wow wow you know like uh, will people be who knows screw it this is us <laughs> So we've come to the end of our first podcast. Okay. Well, I I think it's a work in progress. I think (laughs) it's something we'll get a little more dialed in and maybe kind of get more focused. One of the aspects that we've talked about doing, and it's something that um, 
we've definitely wanted to do for a long time and maybe this is a mechanism to do so is to have a little piece of advice at the end of the show or even better would be if people write in with quandaries that we could yeah. chime in on maybe so maybe there are things that you wanted us to talk about more or less or please don't send us too much hate mail but um all positive feedback please yeah <laughs> so um you can go ahead and email us at jealousmucho at gmail.com that's mucho with an O at the end, not yeah, much. Yeah, somebody took jealous much already, okay? The whole world uses Gmail. We're yeah. a little late to that game yeah. on the name. But, you know, I like jealous mucho. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, So I think if you would like to, we would love to hear from you. And that can be rolled into a component of this show, um, either through advice or direction of yeah. things you as our listeners, the three of you, what you may <laughs> what you may want to hear from us. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, we're just trying this and it's all about doing doing something, taking action and not just talking about things you and, wish but you But we are did. just talking about things. That's oh, the whole God. premise of the show. <laughs> <laughs> My brain. No, but but it is. I think this is a work in progress, but the yeah. thing is is we just wanted to get rolling and we will get it dialed in so your patience and love is appreciated. Yeah, and, and our hope- next show is going to be all in robot voice with dogs barking in the back <laughs> and cuckoo clocks <laughs> and cuckoo clocks <laughs> it's what we do no, it's our specialty <laughs> well i think there needs to be more singing because that is <laughs> that is a component that um you and i do christine yeah. and i do is um we do like singing um songs that relate to what we're speaking of but uh, you know this is a first time out of the gate so we're a little yeah. more reserved yeah um, i mean look we were vulnerable. We shared some things. I wasn't fully, totally comfortable, but you know, I did I'm it like, anyway. I talk about mine a little bit. Then I'm like, "Hey, Jamie, let's yeah. talk about like, your hey, trauma. I'm done. Let's let's go into your stuff, so I don't That's have to talk thing about, about myself." Like having very little connection to other male humans, as yeah. far as me avoiding yeah. people, um, I'm great at that. And so I only have a couple stories that you can get me on. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll dig deeper, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not well yeah it's yeah um well, it'll be a different subject next time though right <laughs> yeah it will be a different look we have plans to talk to you about some we'll tell some goth stories i next think time. it will be fun to tell some <laughs> high school yeah. goth stories oh, some 20s stories um that's the thing about being <sighs> this age there's shows or whatever we went to that yeah it's, uh, people didn't get to go to yeah yeah i mean there's we've we each in our own eras of doing those things like we did different things and you know you had you had more adulthood or i've had no adult (laughs) (laughs) 46 that sounds really bad yeah you've been old you're older thanks jamie um (laughs) since you're ready to die you're ready to (laughs) climb into a coffin (laughs) no i and 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 be careful with that word adulthood when it comes to me because i don't know if that necessarily i may be poor choice of choice of words i may be responsible in some facets of my life like paying bills and things like that but i don't know if i really facilitate i guess in in and define you drove before i did that's we'll just say that you could drive yourself to cool shows before i I could i did i did you were you were still like um in latino heat yeah eight i I was was 27 we gotta tell some stories about when i was in a dance troupe called latino heat and we did we did a fake orgy at a gay bar mind you you i was 18 and the other dancers were like 13 (laughs) 
What was for it? Madonna's was Madonna birthday. Oh, Madonna. It was for Madonna's birthday. Yeah. Were you voguing? Oh. What What was it? Sex? We were doing everything. What is it? What was the video where she? Uh, I'm spacing out the black and white video where it's all like in that hotel and people are being all sensual and sexual. Uh, justify my justify love. My was it to love. that? Uh, it probably was. <laughs> Ooh, that's like the era where the sex book came out. Yeah. I remember working at the bookstore. And we had to keep them in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like a big deal in that mylar My package. Big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's another story. It is. It is with that <laughs> teaser. So thank you guys for tuning in, all three of you. Um, yeah. We're really thankful for you uh, uh, making the long haul, mm-hmm. and we will get this dialed in. We'll get a little more focus. We just want to get rolling with it. So more singing. Yes, more singing. Um, more embarrassing stories, and I mean, it's more vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 Jealous you. mucho at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening.